Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, headliner question time. The Seminole Headline, 979 ESPN Radio. This hour brought to you by our good friends at Birch Orthodontics. Birch Orthodontics. Home to the uh, Chappelle kids, the Cameron kids, and should be the home to all of your kids out there. If you've got uh, you've got uh, braces on the horizon, orthopedic needs, uh, not orthopedic, listen to me, orthodontic needs, then there you go. Birch Orthodontics is where you're going to want to go. Birchorthodontics.com. They'll do the consultation. It is free. And as we note every week, she's the ride and die orthodontists of Seminole Headlines. There you go. I can't say it any better than that. You guys okay? You ready to join the show? Both of you? Yeah. Your yeah. Sleep, just to make sure everything's okay. I get called I, out if I do it, so I thought I'd... I, well, you you weren't just, like, distracted. You were, like, using the cords of the jump rope. But I was uh, also locked in. I was also locked in. I even could were. tell you what you said. You were. That was impressive. <laughs> you you got years of uh, Christy trying to bust you. Just, that's the best part about being married for a long time. Is like, Tim doesn't even try to bust me anymore. She just knows I haven't been listening. Mm-hmm. And just either moves on or is mad. So then I'll have to like engage and be like, I know what you said. And then it's up oh, to her. You? Whether, uh, sometimes. You know, yeah. sometimes. I, I, I would call you out on that. Cause I would assume that you're lying in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, you're not. You're staring at your phone. Uh, that said, we'll go straight to headliner questions. I don't even know what this means. You guys are going to enlighten me. Because I, this came up on my phone this morning during the Twitter questions that Ira elicited, but it's also apparently been something that somebody asked me about in a text. I don't, guys, apparently there's feuding amongst people on the FSU Twitter feed or, or the media. Is this true? Justin writes this question. 
We need a full breakdown of tonight's sausage fight between two of the other FSU podcasts. FSU Twitter is on fire. I understand if you don't want to do that, and I'll listen no matter what. What the hell are these people talking about? What's going on? Who's arguing? So there's, um, man, you know, part of the this, you know, this beat, which is unique to I think all of college football. I don't know if there's another beat in America that's got 75 podcasts, but this is it. And so uh, one of them is uh, Freddie Stevenson, who used to play at Florida State, running back, right. fullback. Um, he's on one, or he was on one, and then he left it. And now they're they're feuding, and then he's talking to some other ones, and then two of the other, the the one that he was on is feuding with another one, and yeah, man, they're all. Uh, okay. you, know. you know what? We just stay. I know nothing about this, but we just stay above the fray. Yeah, we, we get do. pissed we, off with each other. We, we don't exactly. need to get pissed off with, with I, other I, podcasts. We don't like each other that much. I'm, I'm busy being I'm busy being mad at Corey. So yeah. too many hours a day. I can't, can't find somebody else. I've got no time to be upset with other podcasters. I've, a, I don't, I don't get the chance to listen to them all that often, and that's not being dismissive. Just we're busy. And B, I know at least four times a show I'm going to be angry at the two of you at some point. So yeah. why would I waste my energy? I'm still seething about the dogs. I mean, that just that ruined the show to me. I, I haven't rebounded. You and that damn Ethernet cord, I still can't get oh, I can't get my mind right. Well, you came at it from a wrong place. You weren't in the right mindset to start the show because you have frustration right. with technology. That's true. That's and true. then it just was aided by my efforts to keep the computer from being thrown from the table here, the desk here. So Understood. Uh, my, it is funny. I've been asked that. I've been asked that a, a few times in the last few years about do you listen to other podcasts? What are your you know, I know you you like yours the best, but what's another FSU podcast you like? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You think I listen to other FSU podcasts? Like, who would who would do what we do? Like, I, you know, I do it three or four times a week. You do it every day. Plus, we do this show. And then after that, you know, I'd be like, you know what else I need? I need a little more FSU talk. I need I need a little more FSU. There's no way I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I get tired of hearing myself talk about it. There's no way I'd go uh, listen to other people. But hey, you know what? I don't know what's going on there. I hope it all gets worked out. That's yeah. right. Hey, yeah, maybe goodbye. Yeah, I was gonna say, Corey, you could maybe you could just step in, offer some mediation services, kind of smooth things over. That's kind of your uh, one I of your. I could be like a your... judge. I could be like the Twitter judge. Like I could decide who's right and wrong, who's go- who's right in the argument, and who's wrong. That's fine. I can do that. I like it. I like it. By the way, right. so no, I want to I want to interject here real quick. So literally, we've been doing headliner questions for, on the Facebook for five years, probably four or five years, at least. I would say. 75 to 100 times, Iris texted me, hey, man, do you got those questions up? At 6 o'clock. Just don't don't forget questions. I think that's a gross exaggeration, but go it's ahead. It's not. And 75. I've probably forgotten until 10 o'clock, maybe once, in five years. Iris has been doing the Twitter <laughs> questions for, I think, nine minutes, Iris. Is it nine or ten <laughs> minutes you've been doing it? Three, three shows, four shows? Several, several weeks. When did you put up the Twitter prompt last night? It was a little after 10, I think, 10 p.m. Yeah, like 10.33. It's like, oh, my man, yes. if, if the Facebook questions weren't up, I would have gotten a text at 7.30. But my man waits till 10.30. He forgets all about the Twitter questions. So here's I the do. thing. Well, here's the thing. I, I look at it is the Twitter questions kind of supplement. Your your Facebook posts are the bread and butter, right, Jeff? Oh. They're the backbone of hour yeah. number two. And I'm just like, uh, I'm just chipping in. I'm, I'm the nine hitter, man. You got it. You got to be the three hitter, the four hitter. I'm just man. If I get if 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 I get up with two outs and if I get a single, man, it's just gravy. So that's what the Twitter questions are. 
All right, so what I try to do now is be more responsible to the both of you by having these things up simultaneously. I've printed out both the Facebook questions and I have the Twitter here. This is another reason that I brought this show to the house so that I could have a bigger screen, a better screen, and we could get to more of these. Let's go. As opposed to, as opposed to YouTube bitching about who deserves what credit when <laughs> for posting the questions. I want to get to the actual questions. Let's do it. Perfect. Butch writes, Saturday was such a critical loss for us. I'm still bitter about it days later. With so much on the line, is that the worst loss in FSU basketball history? No, Butch, it's not. Uh, or do you have another game that tops that loss? Yeah, you know, getting bounced early in NCAA tournaments um, hurt a lot more than losing a regular season ACC game. Now, I'll grant you, there was a lot on the line, and you're right to feel frustrated. Uh, I don't know if the Wisconsin game pissed me off Ooh, more, the Cincinnati game. That was a tough one. I mean, Corey, didn't, some- Corey, didn't you fly to the Wisconsin game? Yeah, yep. That's that's the worst, man. Covering basketball when we used to travel for you know, and we tra- we still travel now for the postseason. We don't travel as much in the regular season, but yeah, Corey. Uh, fl- when you fly out to was it Boise? Boise it was in Boise, but I flew out with the team at least. Like they uh, they allowed some media members to fly on the team plane because it's not easy to get from Tallahassee to Boise. But even still, it was awful. It was just it was like all that for that. Um, and then to watch the way they play, I mean, like it's not only do you lose. But you lose to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that was tough. But I, I would go like I get the frustration, man, because it, it just it was such a an egg laying when, when you had a chance to do something really special. Winning a first round tournament game isn't all that special. It would have been an 09 because they hadn't done it forever. But winning an ACC regular season title, even in this convoluted, goofy COVID year, would have been a banner. It was something you could have remembered forever, and they went and kind of choked it away. They blew it away. So they I understand did. No, the no, frustration. No, no, no. There's reason. I do agree with Butch. There's reason to but be yeah, angry. Think of all the losses they had in Hamilton's first six years where just one other one other win yeah. gets them in yeah. the tournament. And That's those, what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking of the times where they either, if they could have just won the regular, the regular season finale or a game in the ACC tournament, or just they just needed one win and they could, you know, for whatever reason, just couldn't get it. Quick question. I know, Ira, you said that Ham thought that maybe the team wanted it too much and they had a hard time. Uh, closing out for for that reason. But one thing we didn't talk about here, you and I have, but Raekwon Gray was pissed. Raekwon Gray was very angry with his teammates. And I think that's insightful. I think that's interesting and it's worth vetting. I don't don't think Raekwon sees it the way Leonard sees it. Well, I would would agree with that, especially in the first half. I mean, I think that in the first half, their rotations were so late. And, you, you know, there's a couple of times where they've gotten in a bad habit. A couple guys have gotten into some bad habits of kind of fake closing out. You know, it's like when you don't really feel like running all the way out there to close right. out. You just kind of put the hand halfway up. Or but clap, then Notre Dame, clap yeah, and, <laughs> and then Notre Dame buries a three. And it's like, as a teammate, you're like, come on, really? Like, I'm, I'm hustling my ass from corner to corner and doing all these things, and you're not going to just close out? So – so I do think there was some of that. I think there was some of um, there was probably some of that in the first half, and I think maybe as the game went on, once they got down by ten or fifteen, maybe that's where the pressure um, started to kick in. Do you think? And and so this is worth betting. I know we got to get to questions, but people want to hear our answers. So uh, this is important. Do you think that coaching staff was shocked by what they saw? Do you do you think? Because listen, I got to believe that that group. I mean, they do the scout right. They get people ready to play. When they see that in a game of that magnitude, 
because you've already alluded to some things Ham said that is more critical than stuff he would normally say. I got to matter. I got to imagine Stan and CY and those guys were not pleased with what they saw. I wonder if they were caught off guard by that. Well, I mean, you know, the pick game kind of made me think because these are some of the concerns we you left had in that game were concerns we had earlier this season in the UCF game and in the Clemson game and the Georgia Tech game. And so even maybe the Wake Forest game, the pick game, we felt like, okay, man, maybe they've gotten over that hurdle because that was a game where they didn't shoot well, but they, and the other team played well and they just gutted it out. They, they did what you had to do to gut it out. This was different. Um, this, this was a step back. So to me, I think it might've been kind of like, okay, this is what we were concerned about earlier. That's my guess is, you know, these are some of the things we saw earlier. Maybe we thought we were over them, but clearly we're not. And Hey, here's where, you know, and I'll I'll be the, I'll be the Pollyanna, Pollyanna guy. I do think it could help. The fact that Leonard's willing to say publicly that if you're injured, you've got to overcome that mentally. The fact that Raekwon Gray went on our Zoom after the game and basically ripped guys, maybe they're at that point now where it's, okay, we we all love each other. That's been great, but this is our shot. You got to get your blank in order. So maybe that happens. I, I got to think that. You only get one shot, right? That's what, I heard that once. I heard that once. Mom yeah. Spaghetti? Yeah, exactly right. Mekhi Pfeiffer, he's in there somewhere. <laughs> at what point, has Mekhi Pfeiffer been in another movie since 8 Mile? You would think that that would have been the launch. That would have propelled him. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't. I, don't, I can't recall one. Another, I'm sure he has. Yeah. But the first time I heard that, I was like, "The Pied Piper? What's he talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> what? At what point is the ACC going to do something about the refs, and what is a reasonable solution? Also, what would it take for a, a Noel to make the first team All ACC? That's from Brandon. So I know what it takes. We have the proof. So the last one to make it was Tony Douglas in '09. All he had to do was be the ACC Defensive Player of the Year and lead the league in scoring. But he couldn't be. He couldn't be the Player of the Year in the he league. Was the Player of the Year? He was the leading he, scorer and the Defensive Player of the Year. But the kid at Carolina that had five NBA guys with him uh, was the was the Player of the Year. But yeah, it's been twelve years since they've had a, a first teamer on the All ACC team, which is uh, which is crazy. And I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't quite understand. Sometimes Florida State's allowed to guard. And sometimes they're not. And I'm not saying they're not handsy. And I'm not saying they're not all fouls. But it's weird how it, they don't change the way they guard. Just sometimes the referees change, which is just bizarre, right? It's like it's odd that sometimes that's not a foul, sometimes it's, that it's is a foul. You're allowed it's to a, just say Jamie Lucky can go to hell. I mean, it's just infuriating because – and it's not why they lost the game. They lost the game for a lot of other reasons. But could make shots. But it's infuriating that college basketball officials – change the game so dramatically from one game to that. It would be like if one game you went out to a baseball game and the strike zone is three inches in, in height and the next game, it's 18 inches in height. I mean, like they completely changed the game to the point, you know, the other day, the, and it was so magnified because Virginia was playing right after that against Louisville and Virginia tackles guys on the way to the free, to the basket. Like Louisville's guys are driving to the basket. They're getting bear hugged. And there's no call, but it, it but Florida State, I mean, you know, and, and not Dude, just Florida Raekwon, State. Raekwon yeah. Gray got fouled 15 times in that game that they didn't call. He's such a moose; they don't ever bother. And the, I mean, it's just and then some crazy charge calls. And again, so it's not why they lost, but it's also infuriating. It's got to and it's got to be maddening for the for the players. The charge call is the worst thing in sports. It's the worst thing in yeah. sports. 
Hate it. I also I also don't know how Ham keeps it together. I'd have lost my ass there. That, there are some calls, just phantom nonsense when you're in the midst of a comeback that you can't afford to have happen. Right. You just take away a possession. That can't happen. You're just baking stuff up out here, Jamie. That, that No, I would I would lose it. More questions momentarily. Hang in. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Michael writes, is it just me or does this recruiting have all of the same feelings leading up to the national title in 2013 with all the comparisons of Norvell to an early Jimbo, let's say, with Joyner being the recruit that added more? Can Hunter be that guy? Let's just hope we win at this We win at this time. We can keep winning more instead of falling apart afterwards. Yeah, was that David Coburn with that question? Or uh, Mike Alford? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm a – I think we all are. It's it would benefit all of us if all of that is true. But man, that's a little pie in the sky. But you wonder that what can the Hunter effect if he sticks with this thing and and stay and not only sticks with his commitment but recruits heavily, and he's like one of the top what seven players in the country. Um, that that certainly doesn't hurt. That again, no, that could sure. be uh, fulcrum. Am I using that word right, Ira? What's a sure. fulcrum? Yeah, it's like yeah. The, what, your lever, the lever. You know, like, yeah, you I don't think I'm right. using it right. I don't think yeah. I'm using it right. But anyway, he could be yeah. the uh, the guiding light for all oh. these other all these other. Um, I know that's not what a fulcrum is. I was changing the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, like he could he could be the guiding light for these other kids that are are iffy or on the fence. Well, Travis Hunter's going, and he's the best player in the country. He believes in him. I mean, I really think he could be a Lamarcus Joyner type. He could have a Lamarcus Joyner type impact on the recruiting class. Corey, you need to trust yourself more. You used Fulcrum correctly. Ira told you you did. Also, kudos to Ira. I'm usually the word guy here. Ira did get the definition right. He was correct. I pulled it up just to be sure that I wasn't crazy because of your doubt. Uh, I'll use it in a sentence, sentence the same <laughs> way you just did. A thing that plays a central or essential role in an activity, event, or situation. Corey, you got it right. Fine. Okay, so would fine. you say that uh, – Eminem was a, a fulcrum for Mackay Pfeiffer's career. He was no, not. No, it didn't turn out that way. No, I'm going to say you could. We didn't know this. I don't know. I don't know any of us watched ER, but I just looked it up. He was in ER for 135 episodes. Mackay Pfeiffer. He he was before, on for eight seasons. Before Eight Mile. No, right uh, up until 2008. I thought ER stopped. No, ER oh, ER, ER was on for that long, but he joined the cast after Eight Mile. And ER went forever. And ER went for 17 ER years. Stopped in 95. ER still on, dude. Just like the oh, ER uh, stopped in 95. It was on after Hill Street Blues. What's the <laughs> matter with you? ER started. Was, dude, no, no. George, ER. George, George Clooney left and they kept going for years, man. So the point, uh, Corey, before you think I'm crazy, the Thursday night lineup, which had Seinfeld, of course, led to the t- 9 to 10 o'clock uh, or 10 to 11 o'clock ER. Basically, yeah. that thing shut down in like 96. Nobody's watching ER past 1996. <laughs> I feel like it went on for like 13 years afterwards, so somebody was watching it. Once Dr. Green died and George Clooney left, we're done. What yeah, do we do? Don't need any more, do we? Don't dude, just like, uh, dude, my kids, I think still, Grey's Anatomy is still on the air. That's not, yeah. You're making this up. I don't know. It is. It's been on for 20 years. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie says it's still on. It's, it's still on. That's criminal. Why? It's like The Simpsons, but with real actors. But it's think crazy. about it. The Simpsons are better. But my guy, Mackay Pfeiffer, so what are those guys? Say, like, just a cast member on a show like that probably makes twenty five grand an episode. Oh, he's rich. He's rich, yeah. yeah I mean, think rich. about that. That guy's filthy rich from that nonsense. 
I mean, okay. it's, a, it's a nice contribution to the world, but. Ira, there are rich actors you've never heard of who got four or five pilots that never made it, and they got millions of dollars and they'll never work again just because they were the lead actor in a pilot that didn't get picked up. We need but to I take it to woman, guys. We need we need to take it to Hollywood. The we do, of, and I think the woman that's on eating. Grey's Anatomy, the lead actress, is still doing it. She like, is. Patrick she's Dempsey like the one, bounced. Yeah, she's the one holdover. She's still on it. Yeah. But she, I mean, she's been doing it for literally two decades, so she must own like Hawaiian islands. Yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. I mean, how much money has she making per episode? And she's done a gazillion of them. Walter writes, since we are destined for another Gonzaga regional, let's just dispose of them and let the rest of the nation be grateful that we did. Looking forward to the Final Four run. We'll have a headliners watch party at Horizons. Let's go. Uh, man, so the problem if you're a five seed and not a three seed or a four seed and not a three seed is, man, you got to face Gonzaga if you get there in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16, yeah. You, and, you know, you'd rather face them in the Elite Eight. Maybe somebody else can knock them off along the way. That's... That's another really big – if they win that game on Saturday, I think they're locked in as a three no matter what. Now there's a chance there's a five, which not only gets the 12-5 matchup into play, but even if you win your first two games, oh, there's Gonzaga or there's Baylor or there's whoever, Michigan, Illinois. So not great. Not great, guys. But if they win – hey, they, they could win all three this weekend, then they're back to a three seed. Yeah. Uh, I like this next question. Everybody locked in here? Here we go. I'm ready. I don't know I'm, what I'm, I'm doing, but I'm, I'm locked looking. in. I'm looking up Ellen Pompeo's uh, her her background. Uh, how many how many different how many episodes she's been on and what she makes. You guys continue. People want to know how how no, much Ellen Pompeo is making. But Ira, you're going to want to hear this question. This is this okay. is important. All right. Jamie writes: With the increasing use of the transfer portal, can you see where a football program would use it similar to basketball programs that have adopted the one and done philosophy for key roster spots? For example, could Deion Sanders use the portal to attract the best transfers for their final season to work with former pro players and coaches to improve their draft combine skills while playing one season for Jackson State? FSU had to use the portal out of necessity this year, but would this work at a Power 5 school? Uh, I mean, first of all, the, the, the thing about the Deion and his staff and my dog now is coming over here, by the way. So you're, okay, you're, I guess I got to go. go adopt here a dog. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's um, here. Do y'all want her to come down and just start making noise and kicking things? <laughs> the, uh, um, the, remember like when Dion took that job and there was talk like his staff was going to be like Warren Sapp and T.O. and all those guys. His staff is really just a bunch of dudes you've never heard of. Um, so also, so also for all of the national pundits who thought FSU was crazy for not hiring Dion. Please, it's a ridiculous hire, and moreover, he already behaved like an idiot in after one game. Oh, Jesus! Hey, you know what? He's two and zero. Oh. Oh, He's good, two and zero. Oh. Okay, mm -hmm. we should have hired him. But uh, the question good is, good point. I, I don't know that that. I, if you really believe that Dion or somebody of that ilk, it doesn't have to be Dion. If somebody of that ilk is going to get you better prepared for the league, I guess there is a there's there's a chance some kids might transfer to go be. Coached by him for I could understand the appeal of that. Dion's the head coach, though. He's not the secondary coach. I don't know he's gonna be working too much on your backpedaling every day. But even if he was, that I mean that's that's appealing. I could see that. Um, but you still have to you're at Jackson State instead of like, you know, Georgia or Florida State. So you have to make that sacrifice. And is that gonna be worth it? Is it gonna be are you gonna get enough out of that? Is the benefit gonna be that high that you would go to a Jackson State or somebody like that. Or a Florida State, I guess, is even the question. Like, if you wanted to go play for Alex Atkins for one year because he churns out pros, 
I guess I, that could happen. Sure, there's well, plenty listen, of reasons I to think, transfer. Oh, I think we're moving towards a time where either by necessity or maybe experimentation uh, that you'll have an entire class based of transfer portal people. I, I, you could have 18 transfers and seven that come from high school. You could do it. Why not? You know what's crazy? <laughs> so I looked it up, Byron. She's been in – it's. She plays Dr. Meredith Gray. So that's where the Gray's Anatomy comes from. Boom. I got it. Boom. 369 episodes. <laughs> She's rich. From, from 2005 until now. 300, and not only that, she was, you remember she was in old school. She was like the one right. that Luke Wilson liked in old school. She hasn't done a movie since 2005. Why would you? She can't, yeah, exactly right. She's making a ton of money filming those 22 episodes a year, and then she just wants to go live on one of her islands. Just chills out at the house. My point being, 18, 19 transfers absolutely could happen. Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, they are, and it sounds like they're going to pass the uh, the one-time waiver, which still hasn't even passed yet, but it looks like it's going to pass. Uh, there was just news this week that it looks like it's going to pass uh, in April and May, which will be good for Florida State because a couple of these guys that transferred in are not grad transfers. So they're going to, the Jamie Robinsons and, mm-hmm. and a couple of those guys, uh, kid from DJ Williams, the kid from Auburn. Um, they're younger guys, so they need that that policy to to go into effect. But Norvell said he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to build that way. He does want to build uh, through high school guys. And and see, going back to the other question about um, the the vibe, and I, I wasn't trying to dismiss dismiss what he was saying. The most impressive thing I think I've seen about how they recruit and and what they've done so far is the way they evaluate talent. And I think that's what we were so impressed by with you know Jimbo and his first staff was because that was. You know, Florida State was still getting four-star guys and five-star guys at the end of Coach Bowden's tenure, but a lot of them couldn't really play or their character issues or whatever. Jimbo did a really good job of evaluation and then developing, and I think they're doing that. As you look at, they were the first one in on Travis Hunter. They were the first one in on this Nigella Kelly uh, defensive end out of Dillard, who is incredible. I mean, he's he's still like a three-star, but he went to this camp this past weekend and just blew everybody away. And he, man, you watch his film, and it's ridiculous. His defensive end, 6'5", 240-pound defensive end that runs like a linebacker. And uh, and they they were the one of the first ones in on him. So I think that's that's been impressive. The, if they can evaluate guys and get in on guys before the other schools do, that's how you can make up ground uh, without having a lot of success on the field as of yet. Yeah, I don't think you want to build that way necessarily. I'm just saying that there will be a time where out of necessity, desperation, or experimentation, somebody's going to say, screw it, I'm bringing all transfers in. Kids that are mature, that have played and succeeded, I'm going to get them in here and they're going to play right now. Um, you could do it, is my point. Yeah, I don't sure. think it's yeah. ideal long-term. Absolutely. You could absolutely do it. More headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Kyle writes, hello, gentlemen. I'll get right to it. What would surprise you more, nine wins this football season with those wins including Notre Dame, UM, and UF, or a first-round bounce from the NCAA tournament? Thanks for the great content, as always. I'll take the former, not the latter. I would say... I'd be more surprised if Florida State won nine games and had wins against Florida, Miami, and Notre Dame. Agreed. Unfortunately, unfortunately I think we all agree. Yeah. Next question. I think, I think that was rhetorical, Kyle. I think you knew the answer to that. Michael <laughs> writes. Um, was that Kyle from Horizons? No. Michael writes, when they win it this year. That was supposed to be the prompt. To I start got talking. it. I was already in the middle of reading a question. <laughs> I'll get to it. I, What's I, the I, Freddie I, Stevenson show? 
Because they, they have an opening, apparently, and I'll go join that one. Where yes. I, like, I like that, that Corey has, has chewed me out for my Twitter uh, thing and being too late. And then now you, for not reading your ad when you're, uh, you're on. We, I, Jeff, I knew it was coming. You knew I it knew, was coming? I, I have full faith in yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'll finish the question, and then I'll get to the ad if it's okay with Corey. Uh, <laughs> Michael writes, when they win it this year, will Duke hang the NIT banner? So the issue with that is is there's a chance that they'll be they'll be they could be playing Florida State in that first game. It's it's Duke oh, Louisville, yeah. and yeah. man, it, I don't really have a problem with Florida State losing in a quarterfinal of an ACC tournament where they're already in the big dance. But don't give Duke some hope to make the tournament. And if they beat Florida State, now they got some hope, and they they need one more win, two more wins, and they're in the tournament. Like I just don't want that to be on Florida State's shoulders that like Duke's streak. And then they'll be like, wow, Duke pulls off, stays alive. They're pulled off an upset. Now they have a chance to be in the NCAA tournament. That would, I don't want Florida State to add to that. Think about what a big win that would be for a Duke program to, to knock off a Florida State. To be like North Carolina. A, to finding a way to beat a, a club like Florida State for that program, that could do wonders for them going into the next year and the year after. You just don't know. I, th- I thought it did wonders for North Carolina when they when they yeah. showed that heart to beat a to beat a blue blood, come back and beat a blue blood like that, and then turn around and lose in the next game. Well, that's what they do. <laughs> Horizons Bar and Grill is delicious. I was there on Saturday night with my father, who came to town. We can go to eat together. And wow, that must be what? How how nice is that? Did what he pay? You, do dads at that age still pay? Oh, he did. Yeah, he paid. He paid for every penny of it, including the beer I had, the two beers I had while we were waiting on the food. Did you even did you even reach for your wallet? Nope. Nope. Did not. Did not. I said it's incumbent upon you, Pops, in your 70s to pay for all things. Um, and he, he understands. The next day, though, I took him to lunch. Uh, we sat on the patio of a, a local restaurant, and uh, I paid for that. I wouldn't let him pay. He noted that the differential between what we ordered at Horizon Bar and Grill for the entirety of the family and right. what and I ordered was very different. Sure. Uh, but but nonetheless, I said, okay, well, you can pay for it then, you ungrateful bastard. So uh, basically, Horizons is a, it's a it's a place for dads and sons to bond, uh, and you know, and and those of us who don't have our dads around, you know, we just have to, you know, whimsically. I gotta tell you something. I, I gotta tell you something, uh, Ira. That I saw Mike. Uh, there at Horizons, and I have a hunch that place is going to make it. Um, they that's that place is popular. It yeah. is doing very well, and almost everybody I ran into said, "Well, I mean, the food is delicious. You guys have talked about it. We've been here. We wanted to bring our friends here. Uh, we had a we a friend of mine had a birthday party there. They're doing well nice. at Horizons Bar and Grill. They're doing well. Great and location." Yeah, Bannerman Crossing on the northeast side of town. Beautiful side of town on north side, on Thomasville Road and uh, Bannerman and uh, next to a lot of other classy establishments. And uh, you should go check them out. Did you order online, Jeff? Uh, I did not order online. I ordered there in person. My dad and I were on the porch. We got there early enough. I wanted to have a few cocktails with him. We were ordering for the entirety of the family. So we had him and my stepmom, my two boys, Christy, myself. We had a lot of food. Mike did well, and we did well. But you can't order online is the key. You can do that. You can't order online. Obviously, happy hour, we all know, goes till 6. Great place, good people, good food. Great food. Oh, enjoy it. Tony writes, although Norvell is working to give you guys more access this spring, is there any real advantage to actually viewing practice 
given the fact that we can't trust what we see until we play Notre Dame, hopefully I don't sound crazy. I just don't want to get too excited, too ahead of ourselves. Um, I think we can glean some things. It doesn't mean that we didn't immediately project that they're going to win 11 games. I just think you can, you want to see how the, as we alluded to earlier in the show, you want to see how the, the new guys impact this roster. And there are plenty of guys that come in and should have an immediate impact on, on this roster, not the least of which is uh, a guy that was an all-world quarterback. I mean, you can be wrong. We can see things and be wrong. I mean, was it was it two years ago, two or three years ago, when we watched Levante Taylor in the preseason, and yeah. we were all like, oh, my gosh. He was incredible. This, he was the best player on the field. He looks like you could play for the Chiefs. Yeah. And then <laughs> – <laughs> but uh, – Jeff's not even listening. He didn't even hear it. I, anyway, I heard you. I heard the uh, Chiefs comment. Uh, it was funny, but you didn't get. You, you didn't. You, not even a smirk. Get the reaction. I'm dirt. trying to get the questions lined up. All so right, we my can bad. Go, okay. go ahead. Right, come on, hurry up. So anyway, he, um, uh, yeah, he looked awesome, and that didn't really translate. I think he had some injuries, um, but I do think, and that happens even internally. I mean, the stuff that they were saying about Josh Kando last preseason, from Mike Norvell to John Papuchas to Adam Fuller. That's not just what they were saying to us. Like, that's what they really thought. That's what they were talking internally. They thought Josh Kando was going to be an All-American type defensive end, and then nothing happened on Saturdays. So you can be wrong, but it gives you more information. Then there's a, you have a better chance of being right than if you didn't see anything. I'm going to say this. I, I, I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong many more times in my life. But I, I, what last year taught me was to trust my instincts about a player. I mean, I had seen Joshua Kando never do a damn thing and told everybody he had never done a damn thing, and then succumbed to all of the hyperbole from, from practice where the coaches made it sound like Joshua Kando was going to be a first-round pick. And I didn't believe it then, but somehow I got beat over the head with it so many times <laughs> I just acquiesced and thought, okay, I guess I'm wrong. I guess something happened. Maybe he just was never healthy. Uh, maybe I'm wrong that he lacks fast twitch. Maybe I'm wrong that he's not explosive. Maybe I'm wrong that he's just an edge setter. And then we watch the games, and here he is out here sucking, doing nothing. And I'm like, God, dog, I was mad at myself. still got a chance to be a first-round pick, though. That hasn't happened yet. The draft still hasn't happened. So you might still be wrong. He might end up being a first-round pick. How about that? I'll tell you you what I'm not wrong about. He wasn't productive in any way for FSU, whether he goes for one overall or in the seventh round or not at all. He didn't do it. No, he didn't. He had the one interception. That was the only play he made all year. I I just want to see the press conference of the GM who takes him in the first round. (laughs) The biggest leg, Josh Kando. 13 tackles last season. He's had one. one, I think he's got one career sack. We're killing this nice kid. But like one career sack, I think he gets a power five opponent. So uh, first yeah. question should be, are you worried about the lack of production from his time in college? And then they'd be like, well, did you see the Delaware state film? <laughs> he dominated those guys. Nick writes, guys, you have, you three have just been hired to officiate an ACC basketball game. Are you three instantly the greatest officiating crew in the history of the conference? <laughs> <laughs> the beauty By is the way, I'm not calling a charge. I, there and I would tell the teams beforehand. Look, you can scoot over in front of them. You can make, you can be there for five seconds, standing perfectly still. I'm calling a block if you fall backwards. That's just it, and I'll let them know. And then by that alone, just by that alone, I'll be the best official in the ACC. And if you guys follow suit, we would be the that would be the best officiated game of all year in college basketball. Just team, we are banning team, charges. Team money rights. Morning, gents. If we get bounced in the first game of the ACC tournament, is this year just a wrap? Is there really any way we're going to get past the first round of the NCAA with the way we're playing? Uh, and then 
his second question was whether or not MJ needs to stay for a second year. <laughs> for second year. senior year. Second senior no. year, yeah. They got, there'd be too many shooting guards at that point. They already got the kid from Houston. They got Cleveland. They'll have Calhoun coming back. There won't be enough time. Uh, and he needs to go try to make some money. Well, I, um, I will say – the, the the farthest that Leonard Hamilton's teams have ever gotten here in the tournament was whatever that was three years ago when they got to the Elite Eight. Well, they got crushed in the first round of the ACC tournament by Louisville. Not a good Louisville team. A Louisville team that didn't even make the postseason. <clears throat> and they so that didn't pretend to anything. They lost to Louisville badly in the in their first game of the ACC tournament and then won three games in a row, including over the number one seed and then over Gonzaga. No, so yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that that one loss is going to mean. Your, the season is over and you can't you Correct. can't regain it. Yeah, and Leonard even actually somebody asked about momentum after the game Saturday, and he was like, "Man, you know we've come back and win games after bad performances as much or more often yeah. than we played well after good performances." Yeah, my concern isn't about momentum, quote unquote. It's that they're not playing well away from the TLC Double C, and some of their best players are contributing nothing right now to what they're doing. That's my greater concern. Drew writes, "Fellas, what's the problem with the basketball team?" Dude, I love this much attention being put on the basketball team. Can I just say that? How many questions? It's the start of spring football, and all of these questions are about after, this basketball team. It's awesome. A, after a loss. Like in the old yeah. days, when they were losing, nobody cared at all. Now, like, yeah. they lose, and people are furious. That was a – I mean, that was a – that was a – the Florida State fan base did not take that loss well, no. which is encouraging. It, you shouldn't. Like, that. Uh, any, any basketball fan base would have been really upset by that loss. So, again um, – it was it was well deserved, and it means that people are paying attention and care. Yeah, it's awesome. Ira uh, Thurman writes. I know Ira's hanging on for the best he can, but how much longer do you think each of you have until all three of you have polished domes? Ooh, take it's, it off. Uh, take your hat off, Ira. What do we got? Yeah, man. It's on. it's here's the thing. Well, it's padded down because I have my hat on. But no, uh, it, here's the thing. I'm I've told you guys. I'm on record. It's not changing. I will I'll comb over or die. I am not. <laughs> I am. No, I'll be combing I, it over. I'll be combing it every different direction. No, no. I, I might think about it. Why go, not do? Uh, why not do the Jimbo thing for real? Like, why not? You you obviously don't want to lose your hair because you don't have a great bald head. Your shape isn't great. So there's no shame. It, it, science is making great leaps and strides, Ira. Like, why don't you go do something about it? No, like, no, don't do you that. Pay either. to get something. You like, mean like get a yeah. week? You pay to no. go get hair implants, or you pay to go get? Well, here's the thing, Jimbo has $75 million and his still doesn't look very good. So whatever I could come up with, I'm going to think is not much better. So no, man, I'm just going to keep combing it over in different directions. And hey, listen, you'll get to a bad angle. It's like my man in the, uh, what's his name? The, uh, one of the, uh, impeachment, the senators or the congressman who did the impeachment, the, the league That's guy, almost any congressman, by the way, but yes, the, the league, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he, uh, he had the best one ever. He had like it looked. If you look straight on from the front, it was golden, but his bald spot was about the size of uh, Madagascar. Mark, Kelso, Mark Kelso's helmet. It was. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, I'm never going polished, buddy. I don't think there's so. any shame in in doing enhancing it uh, with a product or something. I'm just saying that. Just throwing that out there. There's no shame in that. I think there's a lot of shame, and you're a loser if you do it. Get it together. Wait. If, if if I go with Angel a wig, the devil point, on your shoulder, Jeff. If I go with a wig at some point, and we're out, <laughs> and we're out in public, will you just ride with it and show me some respect, or are you gonna are you gonna call me I, out in front of people? I won't call you out in front of people because I love you, but I will call you out the whole way there. 
and the whole way back, and every time I see you in private. So just it's like, easy yeah. for you, man. You look good with a bald head. You got a nice shaped bald head. Some people don't. Yeah. Are you? This is a cause for you. You're going to war on this, Corey. This is what your thing is. Come on, man. He actually looks better than you're giving him credit for. If Ira takes his hat off again, take it off, Ira. Let me look at your head. The, the people can't see. Look, I'm telling you, that looks smooth. Keep going back with no hair. It looks. Oh fun. no, no, <laughs> no, no chance. All right, no. Next, next question. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come back and wrap it up with the final questions in a moment. Hang in. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, Bob writes with Doctor Wuhan <laughs> Sweeney, uh, hitting the t- <laughs> setting the tone last year. How chippy do you think the future FSU Clemson games? Uh, how chippy will they get? Yeah, I think they're going to get chippy. They need to get chippy. We need yeah. to we need to stop just taking these ass beatings lying down. Let's go. I think yeah, I, be competitive first. You don't. I don't want it to be chippy when you're down fifty nine to three. Correct. But, uh, if yeah, be chip. You know, compete and be in a close game and then be as chippy as you want. Start throwing people into the stands. Also, he wants to know when it is that we'll have an opportunity to run up the score. His guess is around 2026. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sean writes, we are currently slotted as a five seed by ESPN's projections. What do you think will be uh, we will be seated uh, as this uh, as early as this Sunday? I guess. Sorry about that. Um, He wants to know whether or not we can get to be a four seed. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we're going to be a four. We are a four seed right now, even after the, the loss. Um, now, go get bounced in your first game, and you got a chance to be a five seed. That's problematic. If you win a game, I think you stay in there at four. If you win the whole ACC, I think you can go as high as a three. You're not going to get to a two. That's off the table. Yeah, I think if you win three games, you're a three. If you lose, if you if you don't win a game, you're a five. If you win one game, you're a four. Hey, one back or two, to- you're a four. A little different take on my man's question earlier about would you be more surprised with the football wins or first round buy? Would you be more surprised by them winning the ACC title or getting bounced in the first round? Winning the ACC uh, title. I'd be more surprised if they got bounced in the first round. I think I, I think they may win it all. I just think, again, we, we haven't seen the proof of them away from home playing well. That's all. But it's, it, yeah, it might but just it's not be, a road game. I just keep I, – I, we're going to fight about this forever – it's not these aren't road games. They're neutral court games. So it's not the same as playing on the road. Well, the other team gets worse too. You don't think them playing Duke in Greensboro in front of 3000 Duke fans? That's that's the same thing they just faced in Notre Dame. It's 3000 well, fans. They're all they're not going to be any Florida State fans there. It's all going to be Duke fans. And yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but I mean, you're not shooting in your arena. They're not well, Duke sure. they're not as they're, they're not as comfortable yeah. as they that's are. That's all I'm at, saying. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think I think it's listen, I think these two things can be true at the same time. Other teams will not shoot as well as they do at home, and so they'll they'll come down a notch. But Florida State away from the tuck has not been good, and this is still going to be away from the TLC double C. So the 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 I guess the disparity won't be as great because the other team's not shooting on their home rims. I, I also think Florida State that, has not been able to shoot. Period. I also think FSU when you get into a tournament format where you're playing them on one day rest with yeah. no rest. And you're playing yeah. them after you that's played fair. somebody else. That's, that's fair. That that's where they get the advantage. To me, if FSU gets past that first game, I think there's a good chance they're going to win the ACC title. I think it's good. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Austin writes: Some of my headliner questions have been rejected in the past, and I'm not dealing with it well. How does Corey handle rejection when Ira turns down an idea for an article, 
Or Jeff, when the slowest runner in baseball slides in safe to reject the pirates of their dreams. <laughs> well, you got to harken back to the early nineties to take a shot at me because most of the time I'm not answering to anybody, but YouTube, please, by all means. Can you imagine a world Ira where like, I'm just flooding you with story ideas and you're like, Corey is too much. No, we've already done that. No. Every time it's like I'm asking Ira, hey man, you got anything for me to write? What do you want me to write? It's never, which isn't a great sign of me. It's not. It's not a great. Um, you know, uh, it, it doesn't bode well for me. But either way, it doesn't speak well of me. But yeah, it's always Ira giving me ideas, not shooting them down. Occasionally, you know, you'll uh, occasionally you'll say I'm going to do this, and I'll and I may say, hey, what if we do it this way? And um, I'll say, hey, but, why don't you watch your mouth? I'm going to do it how I want, and you just that, deal with it. That is exactly how you handle disappointment. Stevens wants to know, does Meat have any other children? We could use eight more Tyler Martins in this lineup. <laughs> yeah, he's got a younger younger son, right? Good point. Yeah, yeah man. Can have him graduate early. Tyler Martin uh, only struck out two times. And one time was after he hurt himself on a check swing on the second strike. So, uh, yeah, he struck out two times. The rest of the team has struck out 115 times. I like this question. Jerron writes, as it stands today, would you rather have FSU's, Miami's, or Florida's quarterbacks? If it's worth considering, I'd say we are moving in the right direction. Yay, progress. Yay, sausage. And yay, teeth. <laughs> that could be true. That could be. I think uh, he might be right. Yeah, he might be right. Yeah. I don't think I know enough about their quarterback rooms other than uh, – I mean, Flor- Florida's the Florida, only Florida's got Florida's got that midget that's going to play quarterback. The Ohio Emily State Jones, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's like 5'10". No, no, the Emory Jones kid's been there for a while. He's the athlete, athletic but guy. But he's going to – I think he's projected to win the battle, isn't he? Yeah, and he – I mean, he's he's an impressive dude. I mean, he can play. Yeah, I, he's, he's but, uh, yeah, but I think they've signed a, one or two guys. I mean, I, they're in the – I don't think Miami's in the conversation to me. I think uh, Florida State might be it. Yeah, I think so. Plus, they got the kid coming in. They're going to have two kids yeah. coming in, perhaps, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have four guys that have all started games in college in their quarterback room. I think we're done, boys. I think what? that's it. Yeah. You could ask one more question. Just, at, just find, find the best question left and ask one more. The best, we talked too much about Iris hair. Best question on the board. Yeah. Like the, the best player. Um, yeah, we're drafted well, in the 20s. So, it's just uh, well, best, listen, best question available. Roger just wrote his coach storm's greatest claim to date that he put 15 pounds on Goss. <laughs> that's that's a, that is impressive, man. My man, Jalen Goss, the new uh, spring prospectus came out and uh, he's put on about 15 LBs, Corey. What's he up you, to? 250? <laughs> man, 260 something, maybe? 270? <laughs> hey, you guys didn't answer this earlier and you just left me out in the wind to rip the kid and you didn't give me a counter. And maybe that's because there isn't a counter, but Luke asked the actual question. Please explain why Raquan Evans played 31 minutes in the Notre Dame game. 0 for 4 from the field, committed as many fouls as points score. I'm sure he's a good kid and comes from a very nice family. <laughs> so, guys, what is the answer to that? Because I kind of intimated as much, but now Luke is officially asking the question. Well, see, and I didn't watch the game as it happened because Brady had a tournament, so I had to I had to look at the box score afterwards. Then I went back and rewatched it, and I remember I texted Ira like, "Wait, 31 minutes." For Raquan Evans, 31 minutes. Ira, I want to hear, hear your answer, Ira. I'm confused here. Okay, here's where I'm confused. So when Raquan Evans came in last year and he had the hamstring, and Leonard was like, you guys wouldn't believe it. This kid, I'm telling you, he can play. He's going to be all this. He's just missed so much time with the hamstring. And then we see him in games when he came back last year, and you're like, eh, don't really see it. 
But, you know, maybe if he had had the healthy preseason and all that, then this year, early in the season, I, he had a nice little stretch. I wrote a story about him. I thought he was playing pretty well. And then it's just gone off the cliff. I don't know what's that. I, I don't know if it's, you know, one of the things that sometimes they'll talk about, and I'm not saying this is specifically this case, but it's sometimes as guys get towards the end of their career or the end of a season and they're thinking about going pro or whatever, that just stuff starts getting in. You know, and I'm not saying Ray this Quan case, Evans is worried about going pro. I'm not saying he well, he's leaving. I mean, he's graduating. He's he's. I don't think he's planning to come back. My point is, they start having people telling them, "Hey, you need to get up more shots, or you need to do this." Like you just have people around you, because this is something you know. Every year it comes up on different with different players, where it's whether it's family members, uh, people who who are around you. That even if you you're gonna go play overseas, it's hey man, you need to score more. You need to take more threes. You need this is stuff that happened with when Bacon was here. This is stuff that it, with Bacon it was we want you to shoot less threes from what I remember that because they felt like he was exposing himself by shooting threes because he wasn't shooting them well. And so those kinds of things as, as you get later in a season sometimes become a factor. I'm not saying that's what the case is. I just don't understand what happened from earlier this year because I thought he was playing pretty well. Yeah, he's I not he, now, though. He's not now. So he's five he of his last 30. He's five yeah. of his last 30 in the last nine games. That's I mean, not great. Five but, but, baskets in nine games, and he's playing a lot. But those those set eight or ten games in the middle yeah, there, good. he was pretty Before good. Before we get out of here, the other Raekwon, though, is a beast. Phenomenal. If he comes back, and he's great. He is, he is a truly great college basketball player. And if he comes back next year, and I know it's an if, but if he comes back next year, Florida State will be a top five team, and he will be the preseason ACC Player of the Year. Book it. He's awesome. All right, get our hopes up for something that's not going to happen. Well, but you know, I like where your head's at. For Iris Chappelle, Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening. We love you. Be well. Stay safe. Talk to you next week. Peace. Seminal headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.